you look back at the West Ham game before the last international lockdown and going into that lo- into lock- into the international break, um, losing that game by three goals to nil on a bit of a downer after that performance because it, it wasn't great. Completely chalk and cheese going into this one now, this international break, you know, on, on the back of six consecutive wins. A good home win. Yes, they put in to one side the defeats against West Ham and Aston Villa. Um, top of the league. Top of the league after eight games. It's, it's magnificent. It really is. Uh, get involved on social media. Sean Mays on Facebook says, we showed passion. We stood up and gave grit. It can be an easy game. Matt Martin echoes what Ewan was just saying there. He simply says, we are top of the league. Say, we are top of the league. And Antonius, hello, Antonius. He is a, a member of the Hellenic Foxes over in Greece. He says, top of all leagues. Because it isn't just the Premier League, Matt, that the Leicester are top of. Of course, they're top of the Europa League group as well. Sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> Not bad going at all. And... You know, well, you're hoping Leicester can extend that situation as long as possible. Um, looking good on the European front, for sure. You know, a lot, a lot of people were saying that Braga were going to be the stiffest challenge, and uh, we saw what happened there. It was a bit of a demolition job in the second half, really. Um, saw them off in fine style. We're looking forward to the, the away fixture where they can hopefully um, achieve qualification as early as possible. And then that that gives them a little bit of flexibility and a little bit of scope in terms of maybe resting one or two key players who have been overextended of late for the last two games. Give them a little well-earned rest. But in in the league, I mean, it's great. It's great to be top of the league. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, it shows you the sort of state of affairs. I think four teams have been top of the Premier League over the last three days. Isn't it? Was it Liverpool initially, wasn't it? Southampton, then Tottenham take the lead and then obviously Leicester end up on top of the league, which is nice because they're going to be there for a little while, come what may, with the international break. But um, it's a lovely place to be, but it's still a little bit early. But basically, it's an indication that, as we've been saying for quite a while really now, even despite Leicester winning the Premier League a few years ago, it's still a development of the club isn't it? And you've got to take it over a period of time and see like the inner workings of it and see how things <clears throat> are being mapped out to go forward. And I think you can see progression in all aspects of the club, pretty much. Not just the men's first team and how they're performing, but the, the structure of the, the academy, the training ground, uh, the women's football, you know, everything. It's, it's all... It's all moving forward, isn't it? But thankfully, it's key and imperative that the first team do that first and foremost. And they're doing it in fine style, aren't they? And I'm sure they'll carry on as well. You know, I'm not saying they'll stay top of the league for the rest of the season, but they'll carry on performing at high levels with the quality they've got. Well, with Brendan Rodgers in charge, I'm sure they will do just that. And the Northern Irishman spoke to LCFC TV after the win yesterday. Even at this early stage of the season, that must give you a good bounce and a good feeling going into the two-week break. Yeah, it's a good feeling. Uh, everything that the players have had to deal with over this opening period of the season, you know, to win nine games out of 11 in all competitions, it's uh, with everything that's gone against us in terms of injuries, it's, it's been a huge effort. Different kind of performance needed today, I'm guessing, after the Goldfield games against Braga and, and Lees. What was the key to trying to get behind Wolves initially early on? Well, I thought our positioning in the first half was very, very good. We were able to get in the back of the midfield. You know, they, they play with the, the three players up there, so it opens up a little space on the side. 
uh, of their midfield and I thought we, we arrived into that so well uh, in the first half in particular so um, so that was good I thought we should have been more than one up at half time um, second half you uh, you got to show your resilience again we were uh, probably more of a threat on the counter-attack but I thought how the players managed the game was, was very very good um, you know just um, you know cohesively very good good concentration and like I say by the end we, we, we feel we should have won by more could have had a chance to get a second in the first half, like you were saying, with that second penalty. How key was the players' mentality after what happened? Yeah, well, I think that's something that they're developing the more time we work together. He, uh, Jamie's, you know, been so cool and calm in the penalties, and the keeper makes a makes a good save. But um, yeah, we weren't disappointed. I think we're, uh, I think we're grown as a group. We're dealing with pressure much better, and that's just through time working together and and having the the wins that we've had. And with all the games you're having at the moment, Yuri just told us that you're not really training as you might normally would in any kind of regular season. Could you just detail that a bit more and how it works on a, a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so if you think we played Monday night and uh, and then we come back in Tuesday to recover. So the players then are, that have played are doing two days recovery, Tuesday, Wednesday. day before the game, Wednesday, we're doing tactical preparation. So you can't have too much... Uh, physicality in that session but you can walk the players through on the field the intention of the game and then obviously play Thursday, recover Friday, Saturday and then play a really tough game today and yesterday again that tactical preparation. You're obviously doing a lot of work on video uh, on that analysis side and uh, and then like I say walking through things on the field as opposed to uh, uh, playing at a really big intensity and then trying to conserve energy for the game. Brendan Rogers there speaking to LCFC Radio's James Fielden. Uh, Matt Cung- Cunningham on Facebook says Rogers will have a headache when the other boys are back. And Danny Mason says, been a quality start to the season for all our new signings. Under Fafana and Castagna have settled in nicely and showing class. Looking forward to the rest of it. Two bits to pick up on from what Matt and and um, Danny were saying there, Matt. Firstly, the fact that Brendan Rodgers is, is going to have a, a selection headache. But I guess because of the amount of games, a lot of those players that may be fringe players in the Premier League are going to still get a lot of game time. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's maybe a, a different proposition to, you know, the, or previous days, shall we say, you know, with, <clears throat> I think... Especially this season, you know, everything's more condensed, isn't it? And, you know, we know the reasons why. Uh, and it's, it's a different challenge for managers and coaches you know, to, and, and their staff to constantly assess the, you know, the health and, and fitness of the players and their capabilities. Um, and I, I, so far, Leicester seem to have got it off to a tee, don't they? Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of rotating and giving players X amount of time in one game and then taking them off, giving them a rest, and then they, they'll, they'll play 30 minutes of the next game coming off the bench, It all seems planned, doesn't it? That, yeah, those types I, I, think, I think there's... Uh, I think you have to do it dependent on the game as well, don't you? On the state of the game, state of play, and scoreline, etc., and how the game's going. But at the moment, everything's gone exactly to plan anyway, so you can stick to that <laughs> preordained um, routine, if you like, you know, that, that he's, he's got got going at the moment but um, there will be times when you know unexpectedly you're losing a game that you might envisage you're going to 
you know, being a commanding position, etc., whatever. So you've got to be a little bit flexible like that. And uh, but it's tricky. It's tricky to deal with. But they seem to have it off off to a tee, don't they? And like you say, there, you know, with the big. Brendan Rodgers won't see it as a as a headache, really. He'll be like, he'll be welcoming people coming off the treatment yeah. table, and he'll be like, okay, it just gives him more options. But it's not like me and Ewan's time, really. Like, and Jerry Taggart mentioned it the other day. You know, you used to claim the shirt, and you you didn't want to relinquish it to anyone, did you? You and you know, he's like, I want to play every game. That's mine. I'm not giving anyone the opportunity to nick it off me. But it's not like that. I think within, I think within the squad. Most people know what there are. There are opportunities to to enforce yeah. yourself into the reckoning, but most people wouldn't differ too much on the starting eleven. Obviously, there would be many differences if you did a, a poll with all the supporters, but we've got a rough idea what the starting yeah. eleven. Would be. But Brendan would probably know his starting eleven if he's given all players fit and it's a Europa League. Cup final or something we know it's probably going Fingers to be crossed, yeah. but even then he will consider the tactical aspect of it but um, no a very healthy position but I, I know what you're saying there you get those injuries back I mean I, I'm guilty of mentioning it myself already but if they stay with the same system they've got now and the injured players all come back you're playing a back five and you've got Ndidi to come in in place of whoever it's formidable there you know as a player you'd be thinking We've got our hands full today, just to nick a goal. Never mind win the game, you know. But I, I know it doesn't football doesn't work like that. But it's, it's a high quality, like impressive um, squad that he's developing. One thing, Ewan, that is that probably the most impressive from a Leicester point of view in these games in recent weeks that they've won six in a row in all competitions is the amount of injuries that they've had as well. And, and you take away five, there was even six, I think, first team players. Certainly five of those would probably start maybe in Leicester's best starting eleven. Any other club you'd think in the Premier League would really struggle without five of their, their starting eleven, yet Leicester have, won, yeah. Leicester have won six out of six. Well, we spoke about it yesterday, Dan. It's, it's a completely new back four, really. Uh, I say Ch- Chilwell, uh, because of injuries and one thing or another, um, you know, Chilwell was so... Um, and I know Johnny Evans started yesterday, but he has missed a couple of games. Since you, he's been out injured for a few weeks. You know, there's no Ricardo. Castagna's come in, and, and, and he's been magnificent. You know, you, you've got James Justin who's come in. Favana, who looks an absolute bargain for what I mean. I think he came for an undisclosed fee for whatever that fee was. It was worth every penny because he's absolutely top top class. And and I don't know what, what your thoughts are on this, lads, but I look at the, the, the squad. And Brendan looked at this season, four competitions with the Europa League. Yeah, I know they're um, out of the uh, of the EFL after that loss to, to Arsenal, which isn't the end of the world. But he, he built a squad to cope with the, the amount of games that come thick and fast in a nine-month season. And I, and I look at that Leicester squad, and I think it's probably the best squad that Leicester City as a football club uh, had ever had. I look at the quality, uh, I look at the strength in depth that they've got. They could put pick two teams if if they wanted to, um, and and every single one of those players is going to be needed at some stage. And we spoke about it yesterday. I think they've bought into the the squad rotation. And as Marty said, you have to nowadays because it's a big part of the game. You're not going to play every game. You're not going to start every game. You know, you're going to hold it, have to hold your hands up and 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 take that on 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 the chin. You know, you look now. They've got a two week break, and 
as, as sad as it is for the likes of Harvey Barnes and James Madison on a personal level, not being in that England squad, it's not a bad thing with the amount of games they've played. They've got two weeks to recharge their batteries. Because if you look at the, the next few weeks, I think from the 21st of November to the 28th of December, Leicester City have got 11 games. You know, that's that's a lot mm. of games to play. And that's why you need strength in depth. That's why Brendan went out in the summer and added to some of the already good, good group of players that he had. Do you agree with you and Matt that is this Leicester's best ever squad? Well, I saw your face react when you said that. You were expecting some sort of surprise response from me, were you? But um, no, I, I would agree with you. And that. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. No, not, not, well, not at all. You're in any, you know, the squad compared to our, our days is one, it's bigger, but two, it, it's got greater depth anyway, even if you trim the yeah. figures down. Like, you know, we, we were in, in our era, and I was, Ewan was just before me at Leicester, but you had three or four injuries and you were on a shoestring yeah. squad, real, yeah. a threadbare squad, weren't you? Uh, it was all hands to the pump. And um, that's where I think Leicester forged the name that you referred to yesterday, you and with that, uh, in terms of what she la- labelled as the self-styled grinders, the grinders, didn't they? Yeah. And it was because of the lack of depth of squad. Uh, we just used to churn out performances and hopefully results. But this squad's different to that. Um, and even going back to you know, the Premier League winning squad, it was, it, it was a combined effort. Of course, it was, but there, there were there were superstars within it as well, weren't there? You know, Vardy obviously and Mares. The, the, them two combination and Kante, etc. But um, this it's, it's a more complete, rounded squad now at the moment, without a doubt. I would say. And uh, I'll tell you what I do. I, I like the sound of training though. Yeah. Come, come, <laughs> come in day after for a, a recovery and then have a walk through Soon tactics. Rest days, yeah, that'll do me. And then hopefully I'm sub, so I don't even have to run around match day. <laughs> yeah, you'd tell that. Well, you said yesterday you'd try and avoid working Sundays. It's a bit of a problem this season, isn't it, considering <laughs> all the Leicester's games uh, have been on a Sunday so far. Uh, on Facebook, Donna Orchard said, fabulous team performance. And uh, Sandra Stevens asks you, and what are your opinions on young Wesley Fafana? We fans think he's amazing. He's been absolutely magnificent. From the very first minute he's arrived, I was looking, um, he's only got two under-21 French caps at the minute. Um, I I think that will stop there because if I was (laughs) Didier Deschamps, he would be in my full squad, I tell you. I mean, he's he's only a young boy, he's only 19, but he's got everything. He's good in the air, he's strong in the air, pace, times his tackle to, to perfection. You know, can see danger. He, his defensive awareness is is magnificent for someone of, of his age. Lads, he's, let's face it, he's an absolute great signing. Yeah, Gary Lineker, obviously former Fox himself. And uh, Leicester fans said yesterday, goodness me, what a player Fafana is going to be slash already is. Yeah, And he's surprised everybody, hasn't he? But exactly. And for all those reasons that Ewan just mentioned there, plus probably... A good few more, but uh, yeah. one other thing that stands out to me is, uh, is his, his character. He's got personality as well, and um, the way he's slotted in. Uh, I don't know how good or bad his English is. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he's got a limited amount there to be able to get by, communicate on the pitch. But he, he's already one of the lads. You can see it. He, there was a little one yesterday with Schmeichel caught the ball late on, and in the final seconds, and that basically concluded the game. Let's just seen it out, but he was there. You know, he's young pup. He's nineteen. He's new to the scene, 
and he was there patting Casper on the back of the head saying, well, well done, son. Do you know what I mean? And to have that sort of character and attitude about him um, is, you know, that's not frowned upon. That little bit of, not cockiness, but like, he's assured, he's confident and he's, you know, he's comfortable in his environment and uh, he's slotted straight in there. And, and that, that's always admired within football as well. You know, you get someone who's, who's got belief in themselves and other players take confidence from that. They don't think it's a, a cockiness trait. It, it's something to be applauded. And, uh, yeah, the way he strides forward now, he, already his game is improving and he's been excellent from the start. Driving forward, committing other defenders, you know, overloads and just keeping possession. Um, you know, while he strike, marches forward, he's... He, He's, he's got the lot, isn't he? He's got the lot. And a couple of times, we talk about his reading of the game, which is unbelievably good for someone of his age, uh, dealing with situations. On the rare occasion that he does get slightly drawn out of position, you know, by a good play by the op opposition or you know, dragged out by a centre-forward run, he's so quick mm. and rangy, he recovers. He gets back in there, uses his physicality just enough. He knows not to dive in too much and... Phew, I don't know, run out of accolades really for him, you know. But the, <laughs> and, uh, the main, he's top quality already, I think. But the fact he's 19, you just don't get 19 year old centre halves no. that good. I can't think of any others across the world. Um, Ajax, De, De Jong, is it? De Ligt. De Ligt, sorry, yeah, not De Jong. I always get all them mixed up, but De Ligt, yeah. Um, you know, that's the sort of comparison you're looking at, maybe. Yeah, Wesley Fofana certainly getting all the headlines in the back five for Leicester City. Someone who's gone about his business and gone under the radar is James Justin recently. He's played in lots of different positions. I think he played across three positions yesterday. And he also spoke to LCFC TV after the game. James, six in a row, that must feel great in the dressing room. Yeah, it's a, an amazing run for us. And uh, hopefully we can rest and recover in this international break and come back fresh. It was two penalties that were you know, the key talking points in the first half, but what was the actual plan going into the game to try and break that tough wolf side down? Yeah, we knew how much quality they have and how they defend in kind of the, that low block. And we had to try and get through that somehow. And uh, it was just the runs in behind that we kept on, kept on pushing, kept on pushing. And we got the two penalties, we converted one and that was enough for the game. Was mentality quite important after that second one that obviously, you know, Jamie missed and went over? Was it important to kind of keep your head screwed on at that point? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've shown this season that uh, after we um, react well to adversity and uh, we showed that in the second half where we had to dig in. Were there some tired legs out there, do you think, after Thursday night? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it does take a toll on you after a while, but um, we get what we signed up for, really, and we knew how hard it was going to be this season and we're using the squad to full effect and... Uh, uh, physically, we're in a good place. I would say you've got some nice time off now, but you're going to be away with England under-21s, two games uh, home, away from here at Wolves, so not too far to go. You'll be based at St George's Park. Looking forward to that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, looked, look forward to meeting up with the boys and uh, getting some time away, I guess you could call it. But um, it's a good chance for me to get another game and to keep, a, keep me ticking over. And then the other side of that, coming straight back into it, Liverpool away, is that the biggest test of them all? Uh, I feel this season we've had a lot of tests, but... Uh, Liverpool, obviously, we know what a great side they are and uh, it's definitely a test for us. James Justin there speaking to LCFC TV after yesterday's 1-0 win with Wolves. Before we speak about uh, his individual performances in the last couple of weeks, it's time for the first of our extra time teasers. 
this evening. Um, well, at least I've got a 50-50 chance tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the There's only of two of you playing, so you've got a really good chance. Or we'll um, make that 80-20 chance, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you and, you and Roberts is the stat man of LCFC. Yeah, TV exactly. I meant 20% or, on my side. I, I, yes, I, I assumed you did. Uh, I'll let you pick if you want pot one or pot two, then, Matt. <laughs> I'm going to do a walkie. I don't want to go first. <laughs> <laughs> pot, pot one, I'll have. Pot one. Uh, and you and pot two. Uh, so you and you can have the first one then of pot two, which is how many of Jamie Vardy's Premier League goals this season have come from the penalty spot? Oh, uh, let me have a seat. I'm going to go for five. Correct. Oh, good shout. Correct. Well done. done. Two each against Man City and West Brom. And then obviously the one yesterday, which totals five. So well done, Ewan. Uh, Matt, your question one is, including yesterday, how many clean sheets has Kasper Schmeichel kept in the Premier League this season? In the Premier League? Okay. Are you going to try and remember them all, yes. are you? Is it 10 o'clock yet? <laughs> yeah, you could do your best to put him off here, you and while he has a thing. Can't give God, him too long. Uh, oh, come on, Matty. I'm, I'm, I'm missing on. one fixture. I can't get one fixture in my head. Right, five seconds. Five. Mm, oh. Not even close. Three. Hey, oh, I don't know, get a chance, though. Oh, yeah, sorry, Ewan. Sorry, Ewan, I've ruined that first one, so. Oh, sorry, mate. What, would well, you Ewan, you're through? still 1-0 up anyway. What would you have said, Ewan? Yeah. I would have said three, mate. You know I do my stats, you know I do my homework. I, I would have got Hang that. on then, who's that? Yesterday. Leeds. Arsenal. And Arsenal. Le- not Leeds. Um, West Brom. Yes, first West game of the season. Burnley scored, didn't first they? First game of the season. Oh, Burnley yeah. scored. I've got Burnley two here against Burnley. Oh. Well, we trust you, you in anyway that you would have got that one. I think you're going to comfortably walk away with tonight's quiz anyway. I think we'll, he's going to win. Yeah. I'll be disappointed if I don't. Yeah, exactly, after that. Uh, we'll have uh, the final two questions each uh, for these two uh, right at the very end of Extra Time this evening. There's another way that you guys at home can get involved, though. We've got our first of our Who's the Fox uh, graphics this evening. Uh, don't shout out if you know it, you, and this is one for the uh, for those of you watching in or listening in at home to have a guess who that is. Uh, so which Leicester City player has been silhouetted uh, in that picture there? Have you got an idea of it, Matt? Don't say anything. <laughs> Did you it <laughs> uh, That is a little reference to uh, Walshy last week. Um, so that... <laughs> I can tell you it isn't Kletchy and Nacho, so, so do uh, make sure you get your guesses in, please. Um, Maxine Johnson on Facebook says, full of praise for Justin and Fafana, quality players. We've already spoken about Fafana. We just heard from James Justin there, Ewan Roberts, and I, I said earlier he played in what? Right centre-back yesterday, he played left wing-back at one point. He then played left midfield. He seems to be so versatile and sometimes that works well for a player sometimes it works against a player but when you have a lot of injury problems in your squad you need those types of players and that's exactly what James Justin has done in the last couple of weeks yeah and and not just those types of players Dan those types of players who are quite happy to do that to to are quite happy to adjust to whatever the the manager asks, asks of them I mean first and foremost what a good speaker what a good speaker he is, you know, very eloquent. Um, sounds very intelligent. Um, got away with the England the 21s now, in which I, I would expect him to, to start both. Hopefully, 
um, either booze or you lose a bit of common sense and, and, and rest him for, for, for one of the games after the overload of games that he's had. But, I mean, you, you mentioned the words, it sort of slipped under the radar. I, I don't think he has, because I, th- I think... I think every Leicester City fan will have will have watched the last few games. You know, since he since he's got in, since he's played at right back, since he's played at right wing back, at left wing back, since he's gone to one of the three central defenders, and he's been absolutely magnificent. You know, you you, you cannot say enough good things about James Justin. Uh, he's, he's he's had to be patient. He's bided his time. He, when he first signed for the club at the beginning of last season, he would have looked at what's in front of him and think, well, you know it's going to be hard for me to break in. But, I mean, and that's what happens when you pick injuries. It, it gives players opportunities and, and he's taken his with, with both hands. Great engine going up and down that, that line. Once again, strong in the air, pace, um, scores a goal, good delivery, you know, good good balls into the box. He's, he's been brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He's played, obviously, in, in those couple of different positions, Matt. Was there a little bit of, of worry that you had when there were all those injuries to the central defenders and you saw the first team sheets that had James Justin in a central defensive role? But he clearly has <coughs> has changed everyone's worries, if there were worries. Not then. really, no. no I, th- I think you know, that's testament to him. I, th- I think, you know, like a lot of relatively young players, there's still a lot of room for development for him. But he's got the essentials, hasn't he? He's got the basic requirements. He's got unbelievable athletic capabilities. Um, as you said, he's up and down that right-hand touch and all left, whichever side he's playing. He's physically strong. Um, I think you saw that when he relished the challenge of Traore coming on yesterday. Um, good decision by Brendan Rodgers as well, you have to say, to switch... Um, Justin over onto that left-hand side to combat wall substitute. And yeah, rather than being intimidated by him, he was like, come on then, let, let's see what you've got. You know, I, I fancy myself to deal with you in the right manner. And he lent into him a little bit. He's got pace to burn himself. Um, you know, used a bit of physicality without overdoing it and, and committing the foul. Um, you know, and he stuck to his task really well there. And you know, that, that just sort of typified... What he's about, from a defensive point of view, I think um, going into centre half position, I think you know I, I I might be a little bit more concerned, although even not that much to any like severe degree, if it was a back four, and then it is a little bit of a different proposition. But right side centre half is all, you know, it's in between, literally, isn't it? You know, the centre half and a full back and. So you've got a little bit of an element of both that within your game anyway. You used to tuck him round, um, you know, and covering and narrowing up against the, the centre half. So you, you do that naturally as the outside centre half. So, but um, no, I, I think and then going forward, like I say, he's you know he's only going to get better. I think his, his his end product and delivery is is decent. I think it can be improved upon. He'd probably say that himself. But you know that, that's one area of his game that he can work at. He gets forward well. He links up. He knows when to get forward, when not. You know, he just goes in, doesn't he? And before you know it, you look and both both wing backs are up in and around the opposition penalty box. You think, how did they get there? And you know, they meant. To, but that's what how slick Leicester are at times. And Brendan Rodgers mentioned it earlier in, in his chat there. You know about narrowing the wide front players, if you like, and then that space for the 
effectively the, the wing backs to move into and slide into, and they did it really well. Um, he's got nicked himself a goal, didn't he? And he's got himself forward, a couple of assists as well. And like last last night, um, sorry, yesterday afternoon, Harvey Barnes in the latter stages, he got forward, didn't he? Outstripped Samedo, nipped it inside the outside of his right foot, I think it was, and Barnes. Well, probably may well have scored it, but for an intervention from the Wolves defender. So, yeah, he's, he's got a good all-round game, hasn't he? And he's, he's got, he's got, in, he's got a right to uh, at least ask the question if and when, yeah. in brackets, <laughs> the main injuries, the main men come back. You know, if he if he finds himself not in the starting eleven regular, he's uh, he's entitled to ask the manager a few questions. Yeah, we've spoken about two of those three uh, central defenders. It's only fair we uh, we speak about the third. And Donna on Facebook says it's great to see Fuchs playing, looking fit and really committed and involved at both ends of the pitch as well, Ewan. And, and how good has he been in, in this run of, of six wins? I just, not just, I think, not just in, in his um, performances, but I think in and around the training training facilities, um, helping these young boys, as we spoke about yesterday, really good character, seemed like a great lad, um, went close with that left-footed shot. And, and as Matty sort of alluded to there, when, when, you, when you're playing on, a, on the left-hand side of a, of, of a three, it's not that much different to, to playing as, as, as a left-back in all honesty. OK, you don't get as forward as, as often as, as you should do in, in a four. But, you know, I spoke about uh, Christian yesterday, Mark Albrighton, you know, Wes Morgan, you know, you have to put him in, in, in that bracket. Three really solid, good, experienced pros who have been at the club for, for, for years, know the club inside out. And three good lads. And, and otherwise, you know, they might not, they might not have, have been given the, the new contracts that they have. But it obviously shows the amount of trust, what... what how, what Brendan Rodgers has got to, because and Matt will tell you experienced pros are vital in, in a dressing room keeps a, a dressing room united keep, keeps that togetherness you know if, if if you've got a cocky little youngster who thinks he's he's, he's he's done it all even before he's kicked the ball you know they're there just to bring them back down to earth and I can imagine that's that's their roles within the uh, the, 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 the training ground at Beaver Drive before we move on and, and move away from the, the game with Wolves, Matt, a word on Jamie Vardy. Yes, he, he missed one of the, the two penalties he had, but he most importantly scored the one, the only goal of the game, gave Leicester the three points. And again, we, we speak about him every week, don't we? But he doesn't seem to be showing any signs of slowing down. No, not at all. And to be fair, you could go through the whole team, couldn't yeah. you, over recent games. You know, each individual is doing their bit. And they all deserve praise at a certain times, don't they? You know, Christian Fuchs, brilliant character, as uh, as Ewan's just mentioned there. You know, pleased for him as well. You know, he's a he's a proper professional, isn't he? And you know, he's such a genuine bloke as well, and quality performer. That strike yesterday, that was it went just wide. Yeah, well, the one that hit, hit Johnny Evans, didn't it? Oh, that yeah. one. Yeah, so he had one in the first half, didn't he? I actually fancied him to do better on that one in the first half. But um, the second half, when he hit it on the up, it wasn't even officially a half volley. To keep that on target. He's done that a few times. Yeah, they, Darth yeah. Johnny had to get himself in the way, didn't he? <laughs> but it would have been interesting. I think the keeper actually had it covered, but great strike nonetheless. But um, Jamie Vardy, what can we say that we haven't said before? I, I probably maybe put a bit of a curse on him, to be honest, because doing, 
doing a co-commentary and I was just applauding how how much he seems to have improved in my mind as a penalty taker. You know, I think uh, look, I don't think it's something that necessarily, despite being a top quality finisher, comes naturally to him. And I did. Uh, Played with quite a few people who were excellent goal scorers, but weren't keen on taking penalties. And um, hated them, Matty. Hated them. There you go. Exactly. You know, yeah. you you could score goals from all sorts of areas. It weren't just six yard box merchant, were you? So, I'm not just with my head. Well, no, exactly. Exactly. He used to teeth them in a few times. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, exactly. A quality finisher like you, and um, not too keen on penalties, Jerry Taggart. Not such a quality finisher. Absolutely <laughs> petrified of penalties. <laughs> but, um, but Jamie, I'm not saying he don't fancy. He never fancy taking them. But he's more accomplished now. Like, I think he's he's got that. He looks to me like he's practiced, yeah, like hundreds and hundreds of times and different techniques, because you know he, he's he's not just a one trick um, pony. Really, you know, smash it down the middle. Or he, he can go left, right, high, low, central, wherever you want. Um, just got it a little bit. I don't think, did he get himself in a bit of a muddle on that second penalty? I don't know because I was just applauding the efficiency of that first strike. And he hit the second one. I, thought, I, I actually thought he'd do the same. I thought he'd go exactly the same. So I thought the keeper's perhaps going to, you know, double bluffing and second guessing, isn't it? But he looked like he, he looked like to me like he tried to go with power down the middle, but he's just caught it a little bit wrong, is he? Not enough height and slightly to Jamie's left. Keeper just got a block on it, didn't he? But, um, all well that ends well, yeah, isn't exactly. it? I'm sure he'll be up taking the next one, that's for sure. Exactly, and he was unlucky that the rebound didn't go in as well. Uh, yesterday was Leicester's annual remembrance fixture, and it's a day that means an awful lot to the Birch. Oh, it seems we've not got that. We will uh, we will hear from the Birch shortly. Uh, talking on uh, the remembrance fixture yesterday, obviously, Matt, it's such an important occasion, isn't it? The, the remembrance fixture, and we will hear from Birch very shortly. Yeah, that's um, the quietest Birch has been for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, but <laughs> like him. Uh, in fact, no, we, we'll, we'll hear from uh, yeah, we'll hear from the Birch now, speaking about yesterday's annual remembrance fixture. If you can help, just a few bob. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be, you know, well off. Uh, just a few bob will go a long, long way to easing somebody's, you know. Uh, that needs it basically, because there's still people out there that are still uh, recovering from what happened. You know, uh, a loved one would go out, he wouldn't come back. And that was, uh, what can I say? It, it's a wage, it's a thing that wasn't coming in, little things like that. And this helps uh, the Royal British Legion to, you know, donate to certain areas to help families, etc that have come through that. So it's a bigger picture than just one day for poppy appeal. It means that, but if you can use this day in making an input by just a few bob or whatever you can afford, then my goodness, you know, in my head anyway, you think back then it was at the end, it was worth it because you with that mic, you with that camera and me wearing my dad's medals, I wouldn't. None of us would be here if it hadn't been for them guys. So just for a few minutes on this special day, just think about it. 
Yeah, players during both of Leicester's first team and LCFC women fixtures on Remembrance Sunday proudly wore poppies in support of the Royal British Legion's poppy appeal. Uh, those shirts will be auctioned with all funds going to the Royal British Legion. And as we just heard there, Birch issued a rallying cry as well to all supporters to help wherever they can uh, with donations of their own, big or small. Um, it's top of the league, you and in England, obviously in the Premier League for Leicester City, as we've referenced as well, top of the league uh, in the Europa League in their group there and three wins from three in that, nine points out of nine. It's It's been the perfect start, hasn't it? Oh, it has, it has. Um, you know, we, we looked at the group. I thought um, playing Luhansk in, in the first game was a bonus because if you, if you looked at the, the, the three opposition, they were probably the weakest of, of the three. Didn't really know, know too much about them. Um, com, 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 I can't even say it. It was a convincing win in, in the end, wasn't it? And I think that's... Um, I said yesterday, that was the ideal game, I thought, to get back on track after those defeats against uh, West Ham and Villa. You know, a home tie in the, in the Europa League. Um, and, and not just to get off to a good start in that competition. But as I say, just to put the the the, the bad memories of, of those two defeats at, at home, put them to bed and, and, and look forward. And I think that's what Leicester have done. Good win uh, against them. You know, went, went to um, Athens and a convincing win there, even though you know, Athens had a couple of chances in that first half. Um, it's nearly job done, isn't it? And we spoke about it before a ball was kicked in the Europa League, and, and that was the ideal scenario that that Leicester could go in in the opening three games, get maximum points, and then within one game maybe qualify, and then you can you can use your squad even more. You can give some youngsters some time on the pitch. Um, it's it's an ideal scenario for for, for Brendan. A word on Braga as well, Matt, because they beat Benfica 3-2 yesterday away from home. They, they've moved up to second in the, the Portuguese Premier Liga. So they, they, they're obviously a, a very good side, but Leicester made them look very ordinary last Thursday. Yeah, they did. And I mean, this comes as quite a surprise, really, that, that result. Because, you know, you travel away midweek, you get a, a trouncing like Leicester gave them, really, and then you perform against one of the rivals above you, you know, one of the big sides, and you turn them over. So, um, shows they've got a little bit of character within the squad. I thought they were, I think they're probably better than they showed on the night. I think Leicester, Leicester when they scored, it was that sort of well-timed, you know, it doesn't always quite go to plan, but it, it is, everything's going swimmingly, isn't it, perfectly at the moment. But the goal was, you know, it was pretty much even Stevens, wasn't it, when the goal came out? Silly out the blue, really, from a throw-in. Inacho's done well, but there's an element of fortune about it. 1-0, OK, they're still in the balance. But I thought they, they tried to sort of up up their game a bit in the second half. But Inacho's second goal, again, there was an element of fortune about it. But Element? Well, yeah, a, a big <laughs> slice of luck about it, wasn't there? But, you know, you make your own luck, as the boys mentioned. And, um, it, you know, it went Leicester's way. And after that, they, they seemed to... It just scrambled them, didn't it? They thought, well... Yeah, I thought they started lively on the initial opening period of the second half. But they could see that second goal and they thought, oh, right, listen, whatever we do, it's not going to work tonight. And they just, they were at sixes and sevens and Leicester just tore into them, really, didn't they? And could have been a whole lot worse. But, um, you, you know, that, that sort of shows that they've got, they've got that 
a bit you know, capability of sort of um, imploding a little bit because I thought they they lost their way totally. But it was, but that result against Benfica shows that they actually have got a bit about them. You know, they, was it back on the six runs on the trot, wasn't it, prior? Yeah. Uh, prior to Leicester tanking them. So, um, you know, really, you have to look at it and say, you know, Braga are obviously a half-decent side. It's just how good Leicester are performing at the moment. Speaking of implosions, it would take a serious implosion, Ewan, for Leicester not to qualify uh, out of the group in the Europa League this season. So uh, a general question, really, that we can talk for the next 10 minutes or so on is, is what are the aims, do you think, for Leicester this season? So I'm talking, how far can they go in the Europa League, do you think, and where can they finish in the Premier League? Of course, they've never won the FA Cup in their history. Is that something they should target as well? I think Brendan will Brendan will target target all three. Um, I think that's what he's like. That's what he did at Celtic. He was he was a serial winner up, up there. I think first and foremost is doing what they just missed out on last year. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many cup competitions that you're in, Dan, the league is your bread and butter. Uh, they just narrowly missed out on on Champions League football last season. I think that will be the the, the, the first target. You know, if they can go further than they did last year in the FA Cup. Unlucky in the, in the, quarter, in the quarter-final against Chelsea. Um, I think that, that that would be a bonus for them. I think that, out of the three now, is probably the the least important. And I'm not mocking the FA Cup whatsoever. It's, it's, it's a fantastic competition. Um, you know, League. do you know what? I, I think they can go as far as, as they want to go. Um, mm. I, I really, really do. We've spoken about the... the Strength in in the squad and the depth in that. I think they've got the the squad to cope with that. There's some big clubs in the competition already. We know that. And obviously, when um, when the, the Champions League groups they, they come to an end, all, all third finishing There's place some big teams clubs to coming come in to the well, Europa yeah. League. Yeah, some big clubs. But I tell you what, at, at the minute, none of those big clubs would want to play uh, would want to play Leicester City. No, I mean you just look at the teams currently in third: Real Madrid third in their group at the moment. Um, PSG, I think, yeah, third in their group at the moment. So there, there could be big clubs dropping into the Europa League, obviously, which maybe would affect Leicester's chances of going all the way in it, Matt. But again, yeah. as, as Ewan was saying there, at the moment, Leicester won't be afraid of anybody. No, but you, you're hoping those two examples that you mentioned there, you're hoping they sort of slip into gear, though, don't you, and finish at least second. <laughs> you don't want them, much as it's a glamour tie, and all that, but um, you don't want to be facing them too often, do you? Really, not not in uh, not if you've got designs on actually winning that tournament, um, that competition. So, which I suppose Leicester at this moment in time, you know, have got as good a chance as any um, involved in the competition. Really, you know, they're sitting at this moment in time. Admittedly, you know, they're sitting on top of the Premier League. <laughs> So that in itself is is a sort of little bit of a marker as to how they're performing. Will they continue in that vein? Hopefully so. But um, I, I think I think they've got you know real decent chance of, of getting in deep into the into the competition really. And you know, once you get quarterfinals, you never know. You never know, do you? But I, I think there's more. I think there's been more emphasis as, as you mentioned there on on the Europa League. There might have been in recent times. Um, occasions where managers maybe 
rather win the FA Cup than the, the Europa League, but no, not now, especially when it, it guarantees Champions League qualifications. So it's no-brainer. But for me, there's sort of more kudos in getting into the Europa League semi-finals, shall we say, than the FA Cup semi-finals and you know, missing out there, or like they did last year with Chelsea. Um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't stay in the memory as long as a quarter-final, uh, two-legged affair against I don't know. Seville or some or someone again, you know, have that opportunity, and I think Leicester will be focusing on Premier League and Europa League, and it's, it's almost a little bit of the attitude, whether Brendan Rodgers will admit it or not. But just it would be nice if we did well in the FA Cup, but a little bit like the Carabao, it's not the end of the world. One word though, how far do you think they can go in the Europa League? Well, just said there. Um, what would what do you think they will? What do I think? I think I think I said pre-season. Even, even then, I think I said semi-finals, so I'll stick with that for now. Once you're there, who knows? Ewan? Long way. That's two words, sorry. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, just think, I just think, Dan, a lot of them teams don't want to be in that competition. They think it's a booby prize. That they think they've failed. Yeah. And we spoke about it at the start of the season. Leicester have embraced it. They've welcomed it. Yeah, there was disappointment after finishing fifth. But it's a competition they want to be in. And, and we, we can see how seriously... Brendan has taken it with the teams that he's picked in 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 the three games they've already played. And then yeah. Premier League, then same question, really. How how far? Well, not how far can they go? Obviously, how high can they finish? You and do you think? I said yesterday, um, why not go and win the whole thing? It's wide open with with what's happening in in Manchester. You know, Liverpool, although they've had a good reaction since since they lost to Villa, I'm still not convinced with them defensively you know Spurs are flying as we've seen you know their front three um and a match for anybody on on their day you know Chelsea are scoring goals for fun I think they're the Premier League top scorers um more than capable of finishing the top four Dan absolutely why not and I'm not writing off winning it either because as I say as I look at the Premier League now and with everything that's happened all the games a nine-month season um I think, I think they've got, got as good a chance as any. I really do. You're looking at me for... <laughs> for answer, no, I, yeah, I'll, I'll go along pretty much with what you said there. Really, you know, I think there's every chance of competing for the top four. You know, Le- Le- Leicester are, are really in, sort of in a groove and found a rhythm, haven't they, with this new approach, or different approach, shall we say, that they've, they've adopted. And uh, you know, it suits them down to the ground. And all the players within the squad fit into it well. And they're comfortable in it, and I can see, you know, when you've got that, and all the players are happy, you know, playing playing the way that they are, it's, uh, you know, bodes well for the rest of the season. And uh, who knows? Who knows? In the day, give it all you've got and see where it takes you in a controlled and focused manner, and the world could be your lobster, Daniel. Absolutely. I think I think the general consensus that, that everyone's saying, really, Ewan, is that the title race in general maybe could be the best title race in in years. I'm just yeah. just saying for the amount of teams that are in it, because obviously when Man City picked Liverpool by a point and it was 98-97, it was a great title race, because but it was just two teams that were going. Yeah. Whereas now this season, you could realistically, as you reeled off, four, five, six teams could all be in a title race because there's no way a club will get 90-odd points again this season. No, and and, and that's the way it should be. Um, you, I mean, last year it was all over by Christmas time. 
the the lead that Liverpool had over over everybody. You mentioned two years ago when it was nip and tuck between Man City and Liverpool. And yeah, it's great if you support either of those two teams, but it's it became boring for for for, for everybody else. You know, you you look at. Everton, I mean, they've blown up. They've lost their last three. Southampton uh, have, have made a magnificent start. And all credit to them after, what, just over a year ago, they were getting battered 9-0 at home by, uh, by, by Leicester. You know, Palace are up there in 13th. I'm not saying Crystal Palace are going to win it. But it is, it's so close. You know, Man City sitting there in, in 10th position. Manchester United in 14th. Um, and, and what I like, you look at, you look at like your Spurs, your Chelsea's, they they play a certain way and, and nine times out of ten they they play the same formation. Unlike I mean Brendan Rodgers, he's meticulous in his preparation, he, and he, he he takes each game on his merit. He plans for for that game, and and if he thinks he can by tweaking a, a system, changing a shape to his side, as we saw against Man City, as we saw against Arsenal, then it gives Leicester more of an opportunity of winning those games. You know, I, I don't think the likes of uh, Mourinho, Lampard, I, I don't think Klopp does it even, Guardiola, they, they Man City play the same way week in, week out, and may, you know, maybe rightly so with all the success that they've had. But, you know, Brendan looks at every single game and, and, and analyses everything, and then he makes a decision on what he thinks is the best way for Leicester to go out and win the game. Before we finish the show here, extra time on LCFC Radio, let's um, get the answer to the Who's the Fox graphic, so we'll remind ourselves um, of that one. Now, Matt, you've got a, a bit of an idea. You think we've had a lot of correct answers on social media. On Twitter, well done to Vincent, well done to Declan, well done to Newty. They all uh, got it correct. Who do you think it is, Matt? Oh, do you know what? No, I didn't indicate that. I thought I had a, had a clue. I thought initially... I was thinking it was Harvey Barnes with his golfing celebration, but looking at his legs, they don't look big enough for Harvey. That looks like James Madison. Correct. Yeah? Correct. It is James Madison, yep. He does it as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes, he does. Celebrating uh, one of his goals in the Europa League. Well done, Matt. And as I said, well done to those guys on social media who got that one right. Um, if you're still uh, watching along or listening along, you can play along with the uh, final couple of questions um, of the extra time teasers at the end of the show. Matt Elliott doesn't stand a chance, in his own words. I was hoping we'd forgotten about that words. part. I thought we might finish before we... <laughs> Um, <laughs> right, Matt, your second Come on then, your second question is... Be lucky. A player for which Spanish team scored a hat-trick of penalties against Real Madrid at the weekend? Oh, no. I didn't even look... I'd normally have a look at Real Madrid. Ah. Luganis. You and I'm gonna go Villarreal. No, it was a V though. It was Valencia. Carlos Soler scored a hat trick of penalties. What was the score? Uh, for Valencia, four-one. Four-one. They beat Real Madrid. What's happening to them? It's interesting. It? Barcelona Mad. are down in about eighth or ninth as well. Eighth position, yeah. Yeah, Real What about my? Well, not my first club, but my first proper club, really. Torquay United. Five, Crawley Flying, Town, six. Yeah. No, they lost six, five in the FA Cup. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, they're top of the league though, mate. They're concentrating on promotion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Focusing on Europe and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was 2-1 after 82 minutes and Crawley scored it. Uh, 
it's madness. Madness yeah, game, six five, it? six five. It's a good job we've not got a question on that on the Scored, quiz. Because well, you, I know lots have, about I'll it. I'll tell you why. Go on. Well, they scored the last good. goal that was scored. I made, made it three all. I think it was in the ninety plus twenty one minutes. What's that all about? And then oh, madness anyway. And what was it? Five two. I've got it written down here. <laughs> After one hundred eight minutes, you were right. You want the stats? <laughs> it was five two to Torquay. After 108 minutes, 120 minutes, 6-5 to call it. What about that one? Well, there you go, Marty. Crazy, man. You Crazy. had to get that one in there. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a good job it's not one of the questions because you've already given away the answer uh, a little bit earlier. So Ewan's question two is, how many different teams were top of the league at one point or oh. another during the day yesterday? So Sunday alone, how many teams were top of the league at one point? Three. Oh, four. Were you not listening to me earlier, Ewan? Oh, sorry, no, every time you all look, no, I switch off. <laughs> yeah, Southampton, Spurs, uh, Liverpool and Leicester, of course, all at one point were top of the league. Liverpool for around about 19 minutes. Um, Ewan, your last question is, who provided the cross for Harry Kane's late winner for Spurs yesterday? Um, I didn't see it. I was working with you, Dan. Um, I'm going to go for Lucas Moura. You could win this if you get this, Matt. Regulon. No, Matt Doherty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which Fulham player saw his penalty saved in the 98th minute in their game Look, with West Ham man. on Saturday? Got Correct. it. Correct. Eddie Mola. So Matt finishes on two. You and you oh. finish on two. That's oh, if we're giving that. you the uh, Kasper Schmeichel three clean sheets one, which you said you would have got. So we just have to trust. I would have got it. We have to trust. Come on, let's go sudden death then. Have we got anything? Uh, I can very quickly find one. This is going to be one of those freaks, like when Walshy won the other week. Yeah, what you winning is just a freak <laughs> one. Let me have a quick look now. Um, let's go for what minute, write it down, what minute did Jamie Vardy open the scoring for Leicester against Wolves yesterday? Uh, Ewan, what have you got written down? 15. 21. It was 15. Well done, you. Yeah! <laughs> He's definitely got it in front of him somewhere now. Well done, you and Roberts. Why did I have uh, sudden death against a stat man? What yeah, exactly. Time? Exactly. Well done, you and you could have taken the draw. You could have taken the point and run, Matt. Uh, no extra time next week, of course, because it is the international break. Uh, we will be back, though, with a match day minus two uh, at the end of next week, ahead of the game at Liverpool, of course. Uh, so do stay tuned for that one. Other than that, enjoy your break, Ewan. Enjoy your break, Matt. Uh, and everyone at home, enjoy the international break as well. We'll be back in a couple of weeks.